Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. Wherever you find yourself this morning, whether you're still in PJs waiting for others to wake up, whether you are already dressed, you've already had breakfast and all the presents are unwrapped, whether you are in a very happy place or a very lonely one, we want to welcome you here to our online Christmas message. As we take this morning to spend with our families and be with one another, we wanted to come online and share with you just a quick reflection, a quick devotion as we head into this day of remembrance and celebration of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. If you don't know me, I'm Dan. I'm one of the pastors here at Ridge Church, and wherever you're at today, we do want to wish you a Merry Christmas from myself and our whole staff team as we do celebrate and remember that incredible night when Jesus stepped into the world as a little baby to fulfill the prophecy that's talked about in the book of Isaiah in chapter 9. Here's what it says. It says, Isaiah writes, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors who divide the plunder. For you, God, will break the yoke of slavery. You will lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms that have been bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. Why? Well, here's verse 6, and you'll know these words well. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with righteousness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate zeal of the Lord of heaven's armies will see this to pass. These are the promises of Christmas. These are the things we remember and put our hope in, not just the prophecy of Isaiah, but the reality that that prophecy came true. We celebrate today and we remember today, not just what happened, but the great paradox of what Christmas really is. When you read these verses, right, you see all these contrasts, how there's light that breaks into the darkness, how our God is somehow at the same time a gentle, caring counselor and yet a mighty warrior king. How he can be the prince of peace and yet the upholder of justice who defeats his enemies. As the old hymn puts it, he was born thy people to deliver. He was born a child and yet a king. See, we feel the reality of paradox at Christmas time, don't we? We see it in the biblical story. We see it in the biblical account of who Jesus is and how Jesus has come. But if you're like me, you probably feel it in your own life. Even this morning, you might be feeling that very tension in those kinds of paradoxes. Maybe this morning you want so badly to feel the joy that you know that you're supposed to, the excitement and the thrill and all these things, but there's things that are going on in your world that don't feel exciting, that don't feel joyful, that Christmas, though it's meant to be happy, has felt like a little bit of a letdown. Maybe in your relationships, this is supposed to be the time where Christmas is all about family, all about friendships, all about joy and gift giving and all these things, but you feel the tension of those relationships. 
the brokenness that's happening in those relationships, the, the lack of people who you wish were in your home this morning but aren't. And though COVID kept us apart now, things like relational broken, brokenness, messes in families, hurts and heartbreaks, betrayals, these kinds of things hold us apart. And on a day and a time where so often we want it to be about how good and glorious and beautiful our relationships are, maybe you feel the tension of the brokenness in your relationships. Maybe it's the brokenness in the world that you see around you. On a day where we celebrate that God has come and stepped into the story, maybe you feel the tension of the already and not yet, how there is so much promise in the story of Christmas and yet so much when we look around our world that feels not right. Maybe that's the case in your own mind right now and you deal with anxiety or depression or whatever it may be. Maybe this day is filled with joy. Maybe this day is filled with loneliness. But wherever you find ourselves, what we feel is the tension of the paradox. I love how the author Brennan Manning puts it. He writes this. He says, when I get honest, I admit that I'm a bundle of paradoxes. I believe and I doubt. I hope and I get discouraged. I love and I hate. I feel bad about feeling good. I feel guilty about not feeling guilty enough. I'm trusting and suspicious. I'm honest and yet I'm still a liar who plays games. See, oftentimes we feel the tension of these paradoxes. The hope and joy that we want to feel, that we're meant to feel, that we get these glimpses of, and yet the brokenness that we still sometimes live in. But the great promise, the great hope, the great joy and the great love of God that we cling to and celebrate and rejoice in on a morning like this is the words of John 1, 14, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's the great paradox of Christmas, that the king and creator of the universe that the one who sees all and knows all, the best and the worst of each one of us, looked on us in our brokenness and stepped in. That's the story of what Christmas is about. That's why we celebrate. That's why we rejoice. That's why we can have hope and joy no matter what we are facing today. No matter what expectations we may have, no matter what disappointments we may feel, no matter how good or bad this morning has even gone for you so far, what we can hope in today is that the reality is that the word has stepped in. God is not out there, but in the coming of Christ, we see the great paradoxes of the gospel, that the king of the universe becomes a child in a manger that he is greeted not with fanfare, not with a parade, not in the courts of kings and royals and the rich, but rather to a teenage mother, to a refugee family, in the hills outside of the city in obscurity. That is where the king comes. He is welcomed not by the rich or the famous, but by shepherds who followed where God called them. We see the paradox that the most powerful king, the king above all kings, the Lord above all lords, puts himself in the most vulnerable state, a child. For unto us a child is given, and that child is the king. We step into that paradox 
on Christmas, we lean into that paradox of faith because this baby did not stay a baby. He grew in wisdom and in stature and he lived a life that we never could, that he might die a death that we never could, that we might experience life and new life and resurrection life. This baby didn't just stay a baby, he ushered in the kingdom of God. And that's the paradox that we remember and celebrate today. That's what we take our hope in because this is not the whole story. The first advent is just that, the first. In Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, those verses, a child is born to us, a son is given to us. That is the first advent that we celebrate and remember today. But keep reading. The government will rest on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. He will be called Mighty God. He will be called Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never And we don't just look back today, we also look forward. We don't just celebrate what Jesus has done, we celebrate what he will do. We celebrate that the kingdom has broken into our lives right here and right now, and that that kingdom will have no end. The Christmas story is not the whole story. It is the beginning of the greatest story of all, the story of the gospel the story of the word being made flesh and stepping in, or as John puts it in his gospel, when he talks about the light and how it has come down, he says these words, the light has shone into the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Whatever you are facing today, whatever your Christmas might feel like this year, what you need to know is that Jesus is the light and he has stepped in that he has come in not with fanfare, not with glory, but rather in a manger, vulnerable, to step in that he might understand what we go through, not only to give us sympathy, but to give us salvation. That as he has come, he has come to change everything. That as he ushers in his kingdom, that that's what we celebrate this Christmas. That quote I read earlier about the paradox of Christmas, he goes on to write, he says, to live by grace is to acknowledge our whole lives story, both the light side and the dark. In admitting my shadow side, we can learn who we are and what God's grace really mean. As Thomas Merton put it, a saint is not someone who is good, but someone who experiences the goodness of God. Can I invite you in that today? Can I invite you to experience the message of the Christmas story is not that you could be good enough that you could receive a gift, but rather that out of Christ's goodness, that the gift has already been given and the gift is himself. Manning carries on, he writes these words, my deepest awareness of myself is that I am deeply loved by Jesus Christ, though I have done nothing to earn or deserve it. The story of Christmas is the story of the paradox that we receive the greatest gift not based on what we've done, not based on what we've earned, not based on anything, but based solely on this, God's great love for us. That the word became flesh and stepped in, that the light has shone into the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So today, we can look back and we can celebrate and we can read the Christmas story and remember what the shepherds saw, what the wise men saw, 
what those at the manger saw, that God broke in as a little baby. But we don't just have to look back. We're also invited to look forward. And so today, look back and remember, but also look forward and rejoice. Because the end of the story may not have come yet. We may already be in the middle of the story, but we know how it ends. We know that it ends with our Lord Jesus as King, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful Counselor, the King of Glory with the government resting on his shoulders and we can take hope and joy and experience God's love in that. And that way that as we look back and as we look forward, we can hear and experience the words of the psalmist in Psalm 46, to be still and know that he is God. So that's our invitation to you this Christmas. That as you look back and remember, and as you look forward and rejoice, that you would be able to be still and know that he is God today. Let me pray for you as we close out this little time together. Father, I thank you so much that the light has broken in and that the light is greater than the darkness and that the darkness cannot overcome it. We thank you that that is the reality that we experience and celebrate this Christmas. Lord, we rejoice just as the shepherds did to know that you have come. We rejoice just as all creation will, as all followers of Jesus will, to know that you are coming back, that we have already experienced the first advent, but a second advent, a second arrival is coming. And so we rejoice and look forward to that day, Lord Jesus, when all the tension, all the hurt, and all the pain will be resolved. But for now, We rejoice and we experience and we taste and see that God is good and that he loves us. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. We thank you, Jesus, that you lived. We thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life for us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you rose again and that you are coming again. And so we celebrate today, looking back, looking forward, and right here in the present as we give glory to you, our God, on this Christmas day. We pray all these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to see you as we return to gather in the new year.